We got people who are emotionally cracked up and broken because that's how they were raised. Howdy, folks. Welcome to the Virtue Signal. I'm Alfonso Rachel with my buddy Bill Whittle. And he's, as he says, you know the drill. And uh, we're trying to make sure that we hold up what virtue is because as this stuff translates into politics and stuff like that, that we'll be, you know, ruled by, uh, we want to make sure that we clear the air about what virtue is and not be, uh, have uh, virtue defined by perverts. And um, but now before, before we get started, Bill, um, I wanted to, I wanted to address some mail, man. We get mail, right? And uh, I, I get mail forwarded to me and, and I'm answering this um, more out of appreciate because I don't want people to think that I'm being contentious with my with my answer but out of appreciation that people you know want us to follow went, up on yeah went to the yeah. went to the trouble to do it absolutely right uh so in the last episode i don't want to make this about the last episode or a previous episode this ties into what i what i really want to get down to but um we had some folks concerned that we were if i'm understanding them correctly uh saying that we shouldn't arm teachers uh, and just to kind of cut to it, I don't think in full context what we were saying is that we shouldn't arm teachers. Teachers have Second Amendment rights, too. Absolutely. All right. What we're saying is opposed to what we should be arming teachers with. There's a bigger picture to look at. The schools have become an indoctrination system. All right. So what the teachers are teaching, and of course, we know I, I got teachers who are friends, close, close friends who are God fearing patriots. And I wish there right. were more people like them teaching. And, and, and they are the type of people that says, yes, uh, I, I would carry in the classroom. Yes, I, I have no problem with that. But there's a deeper issue because our schools are generating miserable people. All right. We've got and, and, and we have and people say, well, it's not all the school's fault. Well, maybe that uh, the, the parents need to take some more responsibility. And where were those parents taught? Those parents were taught in them schools. Right. So we know that the schools have become indoctrination camps. And it's it's one of those things where, hey, conservatives, man, maybe you need to make up your mind about what these schools are. You're saying we need to get our kids back in school. But, you know, that these schools indo indoctrination camps. I mean, even just lately, uh, Clarence Thomas has basically been uh, petitioned to not teach at a school anymore. He, he goes and he does his, his seminar, sure. he does teaching, and they're telling him, it's like thousands. It's like, well, where is this stuff coming from? And so I'm just saying there's a deeper, it's, it's, it's sad, of course. I mean, we want people to be able to protect their children. But, but the thing is, a lot more damage is being done that guns aren't protecting. All right. We're, the, our country is being murdered by a thousand cuts right now. You know, if, you're, if like I said, if people are concerned about protecting children, take them guns and go stand in front of that abortion clinic and say, you ain't killing no kids today. But I don't see anybody really doing that. So what are you afraid of? Because it's the, it's the law that people can do? That's a bad law. You know, we're supposed to stand up against bad laws. These The, the law is lawlessness. So we have people who seem to put all this faith in their firearms. And our country is being taken away from us in ways that firearms are not protecting. That's yeah. what I'm saying that we need to look at. You know, rather than all this faith in what we need to fortify our schools with, with cameras and guns, basically making them like a prison. You know, it's like your kid is supposed to be under your mentorship. You are sending your kids to Caesar to teach them. You are sending your kids to the state, the state who is against us to teach your kids. And you think that the remedy for that is, is, is a, is a, is a armed teacher. You're, you're arming the teachers with, with money and you're already arming the teachers with those kids who are basically a bunch of bullets 
that a lot of these teachers who are statists are using to wage war against our nation right now. So these are deeper issues to look at rather than just saying that we're missing the boat or missing the understanding about what it is to, to arm teachers. We fully understand the implications of it. I'm not trying to pat our own backs here. We no, get no. it. And like I I'm said, glad, I'm glad we get a chance to clarify. Yeah, this. I just want, you know. We, yeah, let, no, let's let's definitely let's get a little deeper into the weeds here, because mm-hmm. obviously we didn't uh, make ourselves clear enough. Mm-hmm. That's probably our fault. I do remember saying very clearly that I don't have any problem whatsoever aiming pilot, arming pilots because pilots are people who, who have the mental discipline and furthermore the inclination to follow the rules they have to. If, they don't, if, they, if a pilot doesn't follow the rules, if a pilot panics under, um, under pressure, then, then he's going to the, the, forget the passengers. He's, he's, he's out of the pilot pool. So I have no problems with arming pilots. I think it's a great idea to arm pilots and, and so on. My problem with arming teachers is that as – now, I'm sure a lot of people reacting to the fact that they either know teachers or maybe even are teachers who are perfectly willing to, to um, arm themselves, and, 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 and I have no doubt about that either. But as a solution, there's two problems with this. The smaller problem is, is, that, is that the people who – as I mentioned before, the people who become teachers – are usually the ones who are the most anti-gun in the first place. If you give them guns and you and and they're either not willing, not capable, or 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 whatever reason, then I think you've actually made the matter worse because you you now have set up a, a defective defense system that is um, that's going to fail. And 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 nevertheless, you you kind of count on it, right? I, I just think that the 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 teachers that I know certainly. Let me rephrase that. The teachers that are causing the problems in our schools today, it's the teachers that are the problem, right? They're the ones who are teaching all of this anti-Americanism. They're the ones that are teaching this woke ideology. They're the ones that are teaching sexual identity. It's the teachers that are teaching it. And to suddenly expect that these people are going to be solid conservatives when bullets start flying and they're going to pull out a firearm and, and, and use it effectively, I just think that's unrealistic. If, if it turned out, look, I am 100% in favor. This is why I made the argument about the pilots, right? I am 100% in favor. So we're crystal clear on this. If it turns out that a person is 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 a teacher who either already has firearms training or is interested in getting it and doing all of the stuff necessary and so on, then I say, fantastic. That guy should be in charge of defense of the whole school, right? But my experience with, with teachers, especially my experience with what's happening in classrooms all across the country today, is that the teachers are the problem. <laughs> they, they not only not only would they not be good defenders, they would simply refuse to do it. Mm. They, they would just refuse. But there's a much larger issue here, and this is the, the issue you and I were both trying to get to, so let's clarify this again. We didn't have to have a conversation about arming teachers in the 40s and 50s in this country to protect them from students coming in and shooting up the school, right? We didn't have to have this conversation when I was a kid. In fact, we really didn't even have to have this conversation up until about 1995, although the rot had set in earlier than that, because we didn't have school shootings then. So what's changed, right? Again, arming teachers is... is a palliative. It's it's a form of therapy for the disease. It's not a cure for the disease. It's it's a it's a, a means of easing some of the symptoms, but the but the cause is what we talked about last time. It's the destruction of the family. It's the destruction of 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 
especially paternal guidance to the, to the people that end up being school shooters. It's the glorification of school shooters by the mass media. It's, it's, the, it's the fact that social media magnifies the power of social proof, peer pressure, by, by five orders of magnitude. Right? It used to be like, well, you didn't want to do something. If you're a teenager, you don't want to do something your friends think you're stupid about. Now you don't want to do something because the whole world will, will, will think you're stupid about it. That's how cancel culture works. So when we talk about, about the fact that arming teachers is not the answer to the problem, I wasn't saying, and I'm sure you weren't saying, that teachers who, who are capable of using a firearm in an emergency shouldn't be armed. We're not saying disarm teachers. We're just saying that this is not the answer to the problem. And even if it turned out, even if it turned out that every single, that, that we, let's just say for the sake of the argument, that we replace every single teacher in this country with a person who is either a veteran or, or something, and they, and they have extraordinarily high levels of proficiency in, um, in gun uh, usage. Let's just say we had nothing but NRA and, or, or weapons instructors teaching our schools. Yes, if a shooter appeared in the school, we would definitely cut down on the number of people who were killed, but the teachers with the guns wouldn't be able to respond to the shooter until he's fired off a few shots, right? Right? Indeed. I mean, you're not going to just take down anybody that walks into the school. So in order for, for this level of defense to work, you have to have had shots fired in the first place. Mm. And that usually means at least some innocent people are going to die. If you, had, if you had a SEAL teaching every class in America and somebody walks in and starts shooting up the school, 100% true that that shooter's not going to, going to get to 30 of those people, right? But he'll but he'll get he'll he'll get shots off because there's no way to respond until until that actually happens. This is only to say that this idea of of arming teachers is essentially a band-aid. And the reason I'm against it, I'm not against the band-aid. I'm not against it. I, I I'm not an, I'm not against arming teachers. I just think it's not a solution. And and the 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 most important point here is if you if you believe that it's a solution, then you are putting your trust in a, in a weak stick, and you're not getting to the mm. you're not getting to the actual problem. I think the way to look at this is to say, arm whatever teachers are willing to be armed, willing to take the the time to train. Maybe they already have firearm experience, own their own guns. Fantastic. Not, neither one of us ever said, no, 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 they can't have guns in schools. We, we never said that. What we said was that most of the time, the teachers are ideologically the problem mm -hmm. in the first place, that the kind of teachers we have. Now, look, just look, I, I think what really happens when people heard that, Zoe, and the reaction we got in the comments was, is that I think many of us, people about our age, think back to the teachers that we had and thought they would have been able to defend the classroom. They probably would have. But, but look, look at what the teachers are today. When you see these pink-haired creatures with nose rings talking about how upset they are that they don't get to talk about about their uh, you know their their lesbian relationships with 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 their with their partner in front of the kids, that's what teachers are today. Mm -hmm. That's who they are. Those people are not only going to be be able to capable of of handling a situation like that. I wouldn't be surprised if they were on the shooter's side, honestly. I really don't. So when we talk about this, we need to be clearer than I guess we were last time. Uh, 
I've had many teachers who I would absolutely trust with a, with a weapon and, and trust to, to, to have in the school. And having an armed teacher is better than not having an armed teacher if the armed teacher is capable of using a weapon both physically and psychologically. Most of them are not, but that still doesn't get around the main fact that armed teachers don't respond with firearms until shots have been fired. And we should be dealing with why shots are being fired yes. in the first place, because that's what the actual disease is. That's what the actual disease mm -hmm. is, right? Actually, you probably even make it clear by saying the shooting, it, actual gunfire in a school is a symptom of the disease, and the disease is mm. the spiritual and moral rot. It's the lack of guidance. It's the lack of parental authority. It's the lack of parental discipline. It's the lack of concern. It's the lack of communication. It's all of it. That's what the problem is, and that's what's changed. 24 hours news cycles have changed. Mm -hmm. You know, now, I'm not saying there weren't disturbed people before this, but my point has been many times that if you had a kid who was a potential child, a potential mass shooter in the 50s, let's say, that didn't happen in the 50s. Really, it just didn't. And the reason it didn't happen was because in the 50s, you had the means of either disciplining this kid or he would have counseling with, with his church or he'd have counseling with good teachers. Or most importantly, he almost certainly came from a family with a parents, two parents, mom and dad. He had somebody to talk to. He had family, he had brothers and sisters. And all of these social support mechanisms that gave us a civilized society are unraveling. Mm. And putting guns in the hands of teachers is not going to solve that problem. We want to, this is called the virtue signal. We want to get to what is the problem? What is the actual problem? The problem is lack of virtue in the society. So if we want to do something about stopping the murder rate, we can arm people. And I'm not saying we shouldn't, but we need to get to what's, what's gotten wrong with the heart of this country that is creating these people and allowing them to grow into enough adulthood that they can pull off these appalling crimes that simply didn't exist before 1995. Heavy, man. And you know, the thing is, we're not saying that there shouldn't be some deterrence. If we can de uh, cause a deterrent, all, by all means. And if we can minimize, of course, you know, we don't know what's, uh, there's a shooting until the shooting starts. If we can minimize that by having a, a person uh, with a, to, to be able to return fire, that's that's all well and good, too. But folks need to understand that that kind of approach is a little bit like gun control. See, when a shooter goes in and starts, obviously, he's not worried about gun control laws. And if and, and well, we just need to make gun control laws. Well, how strict are you talking about making them? I mean, uh, to where they're judged on the spot by return fire. Obviously, this person doesn't care about that. If he goes and he starts shooting, he knows that somebody's going to show up to return fire. <clears throat> it's a suicide. It's, it's, it's a, right. Mass shooters are suicide by cop with the added benefit of international celebrity. That's that's the dynamic. Yes. You know, so it's it, like you said, man, there's a deeper issue to go along. We're not trying to downplay any of that. It's, it's, we, we just need to examine it further. But that leads me into what I what I wanted to uh, uh, to talk about. And this kind of comes off of I saw a clip of uh, um, uh, Jordan Peterson. And, and it's, this is not about Jordan Peterson. It's about, you know, the conversation of masculinity mm -hmm. and uh, which kind of ties in because a lot of times when shooters go in, they are males. And this, I think, would be like a manifestation of, of toxic masculinity, if, if people want to call it that. All the time they're males right so all the time now 
we're we're seeing. I mean, I th- I think there's an outcry right now, a, a little bit that that's kind of building. And I'm not saying that it, I'm not particularly saying that it's a good thing, but it's it's a step in the right direction, I, I would suppose. Is that where's the men? What's up with it? Why is masculinity under attack? Right? Okay. Now to that, I would answer: Is there toxic masculinity? Absolutely. And has 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 the stigma of masculinity? Who has been the biggest causer of that? Well, that would be men, right? So in a, in a lot of ways, I agree that there is toxic masculinity and mankind has sabotaged himself. Um, now, the answer to that is, is uh, you know, well, men need to be men. Well, you know what toxic masculinity really is? Toxic masculinity is when a man doesn't behave like a man. Yes, just to interrupt you, I was going to say there is definitely such a thing as toxic masculinity, but toxic manhood is a contradiction in terms. Indeed. And it's, and you know what, and that's, it's, and it's, it's a misnomer in itself. It's not even manhood. That's just, that's a male. All right. A male, a male, a, a, a person like a, like a covetous animal that that doesn't recognize what these boundaries are. I want something I take it. I don't care what, you know, uh, 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 what it's going to cost anything else. I see it. I want it. And that's what I'm going to do. Um, but a man has these sense of consequences, empathy, judgment, rationality, and all these sort of things. That cannot be toxic. That's, that's exactly right. Manhood, as you and I understand the term and our listeners too, mm. is a, is a, is an emotional, mental, spiritual state that you must aspire to and achieve. You're not born with it. And, and it is dependent on being taught to you by somebody. Right. That's that's what it is. So toxic masculinity is the, is a recognition of the fact that every mass shooter is a male. Every one of them. No question Indeed. about that. Right. Right. But they're not men. Mm. They're they're masculine or they're males, but they're not men. No. Right. Men stop these guys. That's right. That's right. And, you know, so when we have uh, this idea uh, and right now we're being steered by the feminine narrative about what a man is supposed to do. You have, Absolutely. you know, there, y'all, there's a reason why, you know, you, people will take the Bible as being sexist, not being sexist. There's a reason why Paul says, I do not permit a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man. It's not to say that a woman can't have authority per se, but when in the context of what he's talking about, teacher exercise authority over a man, we have it to where men are being made to get, give over to the authority of their feminine side. And we're seeing males more and more thinking that that's what we're supposed to be. To, to, to really be a good man, we have to get in touch with our feminine side. No, don't get in touch with God, the one who created you. Get in touch with your feminine side. That's been a problem from the beginning. You know, so we, and the thing is, when it comes to masculinity, you know, I see a lot of people like in my generation, we talk about, you know, how rugged we were when we were kids, you know, we, we, we didn't need helmets and, you know, in the, in the playgrounds, we didn't have cushion on the playgrounds and all that sort of stuff. And we talk about how rugged we were, rugged boys. Well, as we boast in that, how come we can't boast in what we passed on to the next generation? We dropped the ball somewhere, yeah. right? So all these things, it's, it, it's, it can't just be about being a man. Because a man, one, like we talked about in the earlier episode, you got to be <clears throat> willing to admit that there is something smarter than you. And that, that we're not the summit of intelligence in this universe. That we're, that's where God is, the one who created it. And maybe we need to consult with him 
who wrote the manual on how we're supposed to conduct ourselves. The Bible, <clears throat> even though it, it tells you flat out, is it good for reproof and instruction? Yes, but it's more than that. It's not about learning how to be moral. It's about learning the person who desires it. And he's the one who builds that in you. Like you said, we're not born with these things. We have to be taught. The Bible tells us that we're wicked. We're desperately, wickedly people. We have wicked hearts. We lie to ourselves. You have to be taught that that's wrong. You know, so these things, just just to, just to uh, 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 bring this to a close, in this, we're, we're even taught that being men is being able to accept that, you know, well, if a person wants to be homosexual, that's their business. I used to think that way. And I'm realizing, you know what? That's not manly at all. And here's why. We're more and more seeing that society is being made to bear the burden off of somebody's behavior. I want society to change. I want all of society to change to accommodate me. Yeah. Rather than saying, you know what? Maybe you yourself need to change something because your behavior is abnormal. But you want to go through all these exercises to force somebody else to change. Now, a, a person a, a, a thinking that it's manly to say that, hey, well, what you do in the privacy of your own home is your own business and I don't care. But see, here's the thing. What, this is what this leads to. It's not enough for them that we don't care. Man, what you do is your business. We don't care. No, it's not enough. They want to force us to care. That's it. You know what I'm saying? See, and, and, we, and, and, and we've been warned about where this leads because the oppression is growing and forcing us to have to care about something that, well, we know, it, you, you couldn't just be happy with us not caring. You go ahead that's and right. do that. Well, yeah, that's right. You know, they, they can never, being left alone is the, is the apex of happiness for conservatives mm. and it is intolerable agony for, for progressives. Mm. Being left alone or leaving people alone, they just can't handle it. Yes, yes. And, and we have to accept it. We have to, and, and, and now they're making it to where you got to participate in it, all right? So so who is it that's doing all the teaching about this stuff, right? I mean, where where is this idea that, you know, like you were talking about rugged boys and suddenly we're not making rugged boys anymore. Where do, where do we hear stories about you're not supposed to, it's okay, you're a boy, cry all you want to. <laughs> right? No, no. Boys should be able to cry as much as girls. And why are you looking out the window all the time? And this whole generation now, two generations of boys learning in school that they're actually defective girls because they don't pay attention. They don't share. Right. That's what young males have learned is that they're that they're basically defective girls. Right. So let's take an example that we did on a right angle show either last week or the week before. There was a guy goes into a mall. True story. And he's all ammoed up and he's going to walk in this mall. He's going to kill as many people as he can. So he starts shooting, kills three people. And then a regular man, a regular, honest to God man, by the definition of it, gets his girlfriend undercover and then using cover, advances on this guy. He's carrying his own weapon and drops him, right? And he saves countless lives. We don't know how many lives he saved. We only know how many rounds of ammunition this guy had. And he had a lot of rounds of ammunition, mm. Right. So we look at this and we celebrate it. We celebrated it on the right angle show and we're right to celebrate it mm -hmm. because the fact that that guy stood up and did this is our entire theory of, of, of what manhood is. But what we're what we're what we're not dealing with in that case is the pathology 
that caused the guy to go in there in the first place. Three people died. Yes, without this man, it would have been 30 people or maybe 300. Who knows? Yes, this man deserves to be celebrated. Yes, it was heroic. I don't mean to take anything from him. On the contrary. But, but that's not the problem. If everybody in the mall, we talked about this just a minute ago, if everybody in the mall had been carrying, then the guy would have gotten off a few shots and maybe he, maybe he would have only killed one person. Maybe he wouldn't have killed anybody. Maybe he would have been gunned down before he had a chance to hit people. But that's not the problem. The problem is, is that people are going into shopping centers meaning to kill people. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. Right. We didn't have that problem before. And when we talk about since we started this with arming teachers, I, I wanted to mention this last time and I didn't. I don't know how older people know this, but but young people be amazed at this. The first real mass school shooting was was before Columbine. Right. It was I want to say it was 64 when uh, a former Marine went to the top of a bell tower at the University of Texas and started shooting. And he, and he killed a bunch of people. I don't know how many it was, but it was like 12 or something like that. And, and when he opened fire, he, he got a lot of people. You know what happened after that? So this is not, I'm not making this up. Mm. This guy's up there in a bell tower, right? Just picking off people. He was a very good shot. And then the teachers, sit down out there, folks. The teachers heard the gunfire and the teachers went out to their cars and got their rifles from their trunks and came back in and started putting up suppressing fire. And mm. after the teachers got their own guns out of their own cars and started shooting back at that guy, I don't think he got anybody after that. I think they got him to keep his head down enough so that the police were finally able to come up the stairs and, and, and get the guy, right? So in order for this theory to work, you've got to have teachers who have guns in their cars and are willing to go and get them and then come back in and use them. I'm not talking about the car specifically, right? What I'm saying is, is that teachers have changed. Mm -hmm. In 64, if somebody started shooting, the teacher would go to his car and get his gun and then come back into the danger zone and start shooting at this guy, risking his own life in order to protect the students. That's what was the essentially the force field that protected us from this kind of thing. And, and if you really think that if somebody started shooting today, that teachers would run out to their cars and get their guns and run back in again, no. Now what, now what Uvalde showed us was, was that the situation in our society has gotten so unbelievably corrupt that the people, that the citizens who were willing to go in there and stop this, either with guns or with their bare hands, that there were people willing to go in there and stop this, and they were being prevented from going in there and stopping it by the police, mm. right? That's what happened there. Not only did the police not go in and do anything about this, but the police prevented the parents from going in and doing something about this. Man. And I think the only reason that the guy who got the shooter was these two guys who were uh, uh, border officials. I think the only reason they were able to get in there in the first place was because they could show a badge. But the reason they were there was because this guy, one of these guys' wives called him and said, hey, we, we got an active shooter here. He was a 40-minute drive away, though. He jumped out of the barber chair, got into his car. I think he borrowed the barber's gun, as a matter of fact. Drove 40 minutes, 
got there, went in and put an end to the situation. Parents were screaming and they were being arrested because the parents were willing to go in there armed or unarmed to stop their kids from being murdered. And the police prevented them from doing that. That's the problem. Man, and even right? after four, that's the problem. Even after a forty-minute drive, still nothing. Oh my goodness, man! You know that's a man. Yes, right. And 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 I'm glad he was there. And I have uh, I have no doubt whatsoever that there were many other men who were present at the scene who were being prevented by armed policemen from going in and doing what the armed policemen should have been doing from the moment they heard the first shots fired. But that's the deck. That's the that's the deck that we're playing with now, and and to. And to think that there's a solution to this problem by arming teachers is, as you said, it's too, it's, it's not to say that there's not a benefit to it, but it, it is a, a grave mistake to put your trust in that when that is not the problem. Mm-hmm. That is a Band-Aid that limits the damage. And if you concentrate on the Band-Aid and think you've got the problem solved, then you not only don't solve the problem, you allow it to get worse because once again, we're not addressing the root causes of these issues. We're not addressing what's really, really wrong. We're just addressing what we can do to mitigate the casualties. And you and I and, and the entire purpose, this is a, look, this show is a philosophical show. It's about philosophy, right? And, and neither one of us said that we, we are against any practical measure to mitigate the damage. But what we're saying is, is that mitigating the damage is not what we should be concentrating on. We should be concentrating on what we have to do to create a society where these things are as scarce as they used to be when most of us grew up. Absolutely, man. And, you know, and, and when people ask, like, when did this start to happen? Is it just coincidence when, you know, when it, when it was decided that, you know what, Christianity isn't welcome in school, right? You, you keep the Bible out of school. We're, we're going to go ahead and scrutinize. And, and the Lord himself even says, test the spirits, man. Go ahead and try me. Try me. You're going to find the truth. But you have... People who would rather soon to try to test God to prove that he's invalid, non-existent or whichever. The more that took hold in the schools, the more we started losing what the teachers were supposed to do. The more we started losing the students. You know, even, even our colleges, our most prestigious colleges, they were founded for literacy in teaching the word of God. Harvard, mm-hmm. you know, that's what they were for. But they've been overrun, taken over. We weren't supposed to let that happen. But when people decided that, you know, uh, I'm too smart and we've got we've got people who are out there too smart for their own good. I tried to be one. It's like and I'm looking back at it as a man, there's a correlation here. And I'm looking at the word of God and it reads us and it warned us. This is how this stuff is going to go down. So in terms of masculinity, as I said earlier, toxic masculinity you know, these these women or, or feminist or feminist minded, they're looking at man as if being a man is the problem. It's not being a man that's the problem. It's not being a man. And they want us to be everything but men, even if it means becoming women or touching, getting in touch with our women. That is definitely going to be toxic. It's really toxic when you take a man and you fill him, pump him with poisons to help him assume that he can become something else. That's toxic. And, yep. Right. And. And we both, most of us know the names of the Columbine shooters. I've made it my policy forever Mm. to never mention them by name, but we know the name of these, these two young mass murderers. And they were born within a couple years of Roe v. Wade. Mm. 
So all of their lives, one of the things that they've taken, and I'm not saying this was taught to them, I'm just saying it was part of their, it's part of the atmosphere that they breathe, was that, was that human life, that there was no sanctity to human life and that mm. it was something that was essentially disposable if it was inconvenient. That's what they grew up in. And it's hard for me to imagine that that, that that I'm not saying it didn't have an effect on them directly. I'm just saying when that's in the culture, right, that you're not a person until you're born. And in some cases, as far as left is concerned, even a little while after that. When, when humanity, when human life becomes essentially a collection of cells, and I'm not just talking about the abortion thing here either. There's a guy who's one of these big believers in artificial intelligence and, you know, and, and, and uh, his name is Juval something or other. And he's, he's one of these people that's convinced that we're going to, humans are going to create creatures that will make us extinct. And he's really looking forward to that. But he basically said that, that, Life and consciousness is essentially his direct words. It's 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 a um, uh, what's the word? A chemical. Um, I don't think he said algorithm, but but that's basically his point, right? It's essentially just a series of chemical reactions and 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 consciousness and opinions. All of the stuff is stuff that they can determine. Uh, and when you have that being floated out there, and we suddenly see human lives being snuffed out. And we're shocked at this. You know, yeah. we talk about you, when you hear people talking about gun control, they talk about the murder rate in America. The murder rate in, in most of America, virtually all of America, is lower than Belgium. It's lower than mm. Switzerland. But when you have when you when you simply have 8000 people, mostly black men being murdered every year in cities that are Democratic strongholds. And because they're Democratic strongholds, they just don't exist. Right. The, the the individual people that are killed on a on a weekly basis in America don't count because pretty much they're black men in democratically controlled cities. And so we never hear about that. We hear about the national murder rate, but we don't hear about where the murders are actually happening because it reflects badly on Democrats because they're the ones that created these conditions. Right. So all of this stuff is going on. And we see drive-by shootings in L.A. and all the rest of this stuff. Well, there's another drive-by shooting. We don't think twice about it anymore. Mm. We should, if we were more outraged, as, as we should be, about any murders in this country and trying to figure out what – look, I'm not – on the contrary, I'm one of these people that understands that you will never eliminate murders in any society. That's how we're built. There are defective humans or whatever the case may be. And I'm not talking about this kind of utopianism, but I am saying that if you're willing to sit back and accept that, you know, eight, 10,000 people are killed every year in America's inner cities, that's yeah, it's just what happens there. Are you surprised? Mm. You know, are you surprised when, when this kind of thing happens? We should be appalled at all of this, and, and we're not. And the reason we're not is because that the vast amount of murder that happens in this country happens in areas whose politics are the same as the people who should be reporting on this stuff. Yes, indeed, man. And these people who are committing murders, you know, part of, as far as their peer group goes, they think that this is masculinity. Yeah, you know? that's right. That's, that's, that's where are they learning this from? And, you know, we a lot, of, a lot of the culture is, you know, is talking about where are the fathers. And a, a lot of those, those people out there committing the murders 
are fathers themselves. They got a baby daddy over here, or they're ba- they're somebody's baby. Yeah, daddy but over they're here. not fathers, are they? They're right. baby daddies, and that term. Yes, that's the term that we use. Mm-hmm. This is you. This woman has six children with five different baby daddies, mm-hmm. right? Why do they call them baby daddies and not fathers? Because they're not fathers. Yeah, fathers stick around. Or more importantly, the husband. That's that's right. the, see, even husband is being redefined. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and you got this narrative out there of these, uh, especially even liberals try to lead with this narrative of talking about, well, we the, the, they need fathers. Well, one, you remove the father Two, you're trying to redefine what a father is. A father can breastfeed now as far as you guys are concerned. But you want to try to tell us that our fathers are supposed to be around. And it's not about fathers. It's about husbands. Right. That kid needs to know has to have a sense of commitment, a, a, a sense of value for who a woman is and the woman demonstrating a sense of value of who her man is. That's where it starts. But we don't we don't really celebrate that. We celebrate redefining marriage. And, and, and the country is more and more falling apart. The true show of masculinity in the order of what the Lord has designed is a man shows his sacrificial love to his wife. That's what your kids need to see. They don't just need to see their daddy on the weekends. They need to see the man who values the woman that the Lord has blessed them with. And that way they have a sense of solidarity. You got broken kids. And and a respect for the value of individual life. Absolutely. But see, we got people who are emotionally cracked up and broken because that's how they were raised. Raised by a single mom, telling them that they got to be both the mommy and the daddy. I heard that a lot when I was growing up. And it ain't no wonder why you got young men and women thinking that they could be both male and female. So it's like, these are the kinds of things that we grow up with. And if we're going to say that, well, we need to get back to masculinity, do not do it without the one who wrote the manual for our life. You read the manual for anything else, why not read the manual of the one who created us? Don't assume that we can be men on our own accord and by our own standards. It leads to death. It will lead to the death of our society. It has to have a fixed and set foundation so we can have that to God and we can pass it on to the next generation, which we haven't done. Whatever rugged individualism that we have, we did not pass it on. You know, so uh, I agree that masculinity is being missed, but we can be our own worst enemy in terms of promoting what masculinity is if we don't abide by a fixed foundation in uh, yeah, what that is. That's the hardest part. The hardest part is 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 fixing the blame and realizing that um, we're to blame. Yes, indeed. Well, y'all, we hope that you enjoyed this episode of The Virtue Signal enough to share it, right? Share these videos, boogie on over to BillWhittle.com, drop a buck in the bucket so we can keep uh, you know these these uh, this content coming to you. So uh, until then, we will see you guys next time. Alfonso, Wait- uh, Alfonso Rachel for Bill Whittle. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>